In this episode, we're going to talk about representation and more so the importance of good representation for entrepreneurs and people who are in business in general. I know there's always a debate that is ongoing as to whether all entrepreneurs are businessmen or if all businessmen deserve the entrepreneur title. Personally, I believe that these are two different people. Entrepreneurs get into whatever venture they are getting into because they've seen a problem in a society that they live in and they'd like to craft a solution that addresses that problem. Now, the business aspect comes in, but that is not the original intention that they get into this thing with. Businessmen sort of get into these ventures purely for profit, mostly because they know if I buy this product at X amount and sell it at Z amount, I'll be able to make um, YZ profit. So that is just my thinking or my contribution to that debate. Anyway, today our conversation is about representation. And the one thing that is pushing me towards making this episode is what is going on currently globally. Number one, um, if you live in Kenya, you heard the president come out and say that they're setting aside 100 million Kenya shillings, mostly for the creative community. And in this case, he was purely referring to musicians. There's been a debate because people feel like that was the wrong decision to make. Uh, if you look at what is happening, that money should have been directed towards the health industry. You know, get to pay the nurses more, get to pay the, do- the doctors more, get to get, get, to get um, more PPEs, uh, protective gear, protective I can't really remember what PPE stands for, but I know it's um, the equipment that doctors and nurses use to keep safe. So protective equipment, which is uh, basically an acronym for personal protective equipment. I've just pulled it up on my computer in case you're wondering how I've gotten to remember it. However, there are those who say that with you staying at home, there's a need for you to be entertained. And this is where the 100 million is going to. So now the intention was to send this money to different artists and then for these artists to create content that guys can consume back home. The other argument that they put out was that this is one of the most hit industry and that artists are not performing and this money was supposed to cushion them. However, um, I'm not disputing that argument and i'm trying i'm gonna try and make sense out of it in a few minutes but let's try and break it down if you have this number of artists that get paid peanuts you know shouldn't there be another structure of you getting this money or more money for them using other platforms for example just say that all tv and radio stations in kenya must play 100% of Kenyan music so that the money is actually sent to people who have worked hard and put out good content that is radio worthy. Anyway, that is not my industry. Like I said in the last episode, I tried my hand at it. I wasn't good at it and I gave up. The main reason why I'm creating this episode today is because there's a lady that uh, I saw on the news yesterday and she was saying the one industry that has always flown the Kenyan flag high is the sports industry. And if you look at the most hit industries, you see for artists, they can actually record music and put it on these digital platforms. 
and still get paid through digital streaming and all these streaming applications that are available. Artists are still making money out of those platforms. The one industry that has been hit and does not have any sort of cushion or any other way around it is the sports industry. So what she was saying was that this money and any other money that can be allocated should be allocated to sportsmen because these are people who can no longer go to the stadium to play. They are people who the only thing they know is sports. And the one industry that we know that has been hit so hard is the sports industry. And I'm wondering if that also applies for the gaming industry, you know, like the guys who have betting platforms. Because now that there are no games being played, what are they going to do on these particular platforms? Anyway, I was digressing. Let me try and get back to this whole thing. The argument was that the sports industry is among the most hit, which is true. And that is not even something that someone should be arguing about. And the argument was that more money or at least this money or any other money should be allocated to these sportsmen. And if the idea is to create content that guys can consume, then my thoughts, this was not part of her conversation, my thoughts will be, why not ask these sportsmen to curate um, physical activities that guys can do in their homes? So allocate a certain amount of money and then tell them to do these live videos. The same way artists are coming online and singing and entertaining people who follow them, these sportsmen should also be given a platform where, or that exposure, so that, you know, at this certain period, we're going to have the captain of the national team taking people through one, two, three, four exercises. Because in as much as guys are staying home, they also need to keep fit. But that is just my two cents. The intention of this episode goes back to something that happened a few years ago. There is a time when politicians could not decide who was the legitimate elected president of the country. And what that resulted was uh, the opposition leader saying that the election was not fair and what he did was he rallied his supporters. So every two days in a week, they would just show up in the Nairobi CBD and cause chaos. So if you are the kind of person that goes to Nairobi CBD, you had to plan your program or your schedule around those demonstrations and it was just hectic now if you if you've been able to check out my facebook page and even my youtube account you've noticed there's a video that i posted dubbed nairobi business community there's this group of young men with dreadlocks that came out and said they are the representatives of the nairobi business community and what they were saying was uh, the opposition should stop organizing those Um, demonstrations because that was interfering with the business aspect of the Nairobi CBD. And I'm just wondering, during this global pandemic, most uh, businesses or entrepreneurs are not necessarily getting the money they were getting, especially for those of us that are in the people business. You know, you organize events, you either host events or anything to do with uh, dealing with large numbers of people. These are the industries that have been hit. And I'm just wondering, I know the Nairobi business community was not a legit thing. I think it was just a political move by the government or the supporters of the government at that time that wanted to sort of intimidate demonstrators because people were saying this Nairobi business community is not necessarily an organization or a legit organization. Instead, it was uh, Mungiki. Mungiki is a sect. Uh, If you're in Kenya, you already know what Mungiki is. But the same people came out and said, as guys are not Mungikis, we are (laughs) the representatives of the Nairobi business community. 
and what we want for you is to stop organizing these rallies. I know there are quite a number of um, organizations that champion for better policies for businesses. This include Kepsa, and then there's another one called uh, what is it called? K. Just give me a minute. I keep forgetting about these things. This Kepsa, which is Kenya private sector association and then the this KNCCI, so the private chamber, and quite a number of associations that have come up. I'm just wondering, during this period, we haven't had, there is of course the Kenya Manufacturers Association that uh, has come out and said that their members have agreed to sort of support people during this period by making sure that their products are in the shelves. And then we've also seen some, some of their members, uh, such as Chandaria Industries, who have donated hand sanitizers and towels for people who for people who might not necessarily be able to afford these products. But now I'm, I'm looking at it from an angle of an entrepreneur who, yes, you have this small business, but you're not necessarily in business during this period. You do not have sales. You're not able to run your business as usual. And you have to sort of try and find other alternatives for your business. My question is, why isn't there an association or a body that represents entrepreneurs? Because if you look at the startup community in Kenya, there are quite a number of these co-working spaces. And if you go there, what you see is quite a number of young entrepreneurs trying to build solutions for whatever community they come from. These are companies that are not uh, profitable yet. They're not making any money. And they do not necessarily have a representation or anybody representing them. Why isn't there, my question is, why isn't there a body that represents such people? And is it time that people actually made the Nairobi business community a legit thing? Or it doesn't have to be that name. Can the startup community come together and create an association that speaks for them? Because ideally, if you knew you have... 10,000 people or 5,000 or 1,000 people who are members of this association, then those are enough votes for you to go and engage with whichever government ministry and tell them, look, as guys are in the startup community, this is how we form our association. These are the things we stand for. And these are some of the projects that our members have been able to create over the last X number of months or years. What we are saying is at this moment, we do not have any cushion. We do not have any money that is coming in. But the products that we are creating have the potential to actually support people and create products that guys can actually consume. I remember earlier today I was on LinkedIn and I saw, I saw what is it called? A video of a kid, I think it's a teenager, who created a website that specifically shows you the numbers of uh, coronavirus infections globally. And this is a very young kid whose idea might not have been relevant a few months ago, but it it is actually one of the biggest, most visited website currently. With he said around thirty million hits per day. That is a very no visits, not hits, visits per day. Thirty million people visiting this particular platform per day, and it's not just any other platform. It's a platform that is giving information that people seriously need. So going back to the topic of this episode, why isn't there um, an association or a body that represents entrepreneurs? I've seen a number of people talk about this thing, uh, not the association, but just saying 
But the only reason there is no such thing is because people who are in the startup community do not necessarily love collaborating. And to some extent, that is true. But for those that are willing to collaborate, why haven't we or how, or why haven't they created a platform that allows for them to be part of the conversation even when it comes to issues of policy making? If you feel like this echoes what you've been thinking for a minute, feel free to share this episode with your friends, uh, subscribe to the channel, feel free to reach out. Um, my social media account is at the Kenyan Entrepreneur, so facebook.com, the Kenyan Entrepreneur. The same goes for Instagram. Let's connect and have these conversations. And if possible, let's try and make something out of this whole situation. My name is Sebastian. Thank you for listening. Peace out.